Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are so honored to be here with Sophie Brown, a psychology graduate and TikTok content creator who focuses on mental health and social media imagery alteration. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here, Sophie. It's so great to finally connect with you. Um, I've been following your content for quite a while and you know you are just doing such beautiful work on TikTok bringing a lot of attention to something that I, I don't think a lot of people think about or focus on quite a bit. So can't wait to dive into this with you because I think this is a very relevant topic. But you know before we get into all of that would love if you could just tell a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be so focused on this uh, passion of yours. Sure. Um, So I am a psychology graduate, as you mentioned, and uh, my main focus is on social psychology and clinical psychology. Um, And a lot of the elements of social psychology really revolve around how people react to other things in their environment. So I've always been really passionate about that. And as I was on TikTok, I just realized, um, as you said, there wasn't a ton of discourse about the effect that manipulating images and seeing these constantly perfect images has all the time. Um, It, it, like, I just didn't see that really. And that was something that I felt like I could really bring to the table because I was trying to figure out how to make content. Um, I'm really passionate about psychology again, but I didn't want to make like one of those, you know, 10 ways to get someone to fall in love with you using psychology, like those kinds of videos. Um, And then what originally sparked it was that photo of Kendall Jenner where she was wearing the red bikini and she, her body looked insane. Um, And I saw a lot of people just talking about why that wasn't Photoshopped. And it really just made me be like, what do you mean? Why would it not be Photoshopped? Um, And so I started talking about that. And then I realized that something that was really Um, important to my professors in school was backing everything they set up with data. So I was like, I can really bridge my psychology background with this topic um, because it's obviously super related to mental health. And that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. I love it. That's such an important topic too, especially when 
when you have that comparison of something that because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? But there are different beauty standards that are more widely accepted than others. And it's very difficult to compare yourself if you don't fit in that tiny box. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it also, like, so a lot of people on TikTok are obviously skew a little bit younger. Right. And I don't think a lot of the people, at least who watch my content, really lived through the early 2000s. Like, you had to be very, very, very thin mm-hmm. or else it was like you were fat. Um, and, and it's been really interesting to see, like, the shift from having to look like that to having to look like that, but with curves only in a specific place. Um, yeah, so it's it's just the body standard changes so much depending on what's being sold and to who and who's selling it. And I think that's just a really important part of the discussion that gets missed a lot. Yeah, yeah which is, I mean, what you were just describing, this new like standard of body beauty was really, um, you know, the standard seemed to be set really by the Kardashians, right? Like this like tiny waist, but like huge, you know, or like really like curvy thighs, like the Brazilian butt lift type of body. And, you know, I, I, I would love if you would share a little bit more about the reality of these images that are posted, even by the Kardashians. As you said, this all started with like Kendall Kardashian and people being like, oh my, which she does have a a beautiful body. Like, I don't think anyone's denying that. But I think something that you show quite a bit is even within their own images, they're still altering them. And I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about what that does to us as consumers of those images mentally and emotionally like like what is that doing to us even in the micro edits that they're doing yeah yeah um so micro edits to me are almost more dangerous than the very drastic edits because they're harder to consciously identify but they still have a huge subconscious effect on your mental health and mental affect so Something that the Kardashians, every single piece of content they post is always edited. They are constantly removing the filter from their Instagram stories and just reposting it without the filter to make it seem authentic. Um, And something that I talk about a lot on my TikTok is social comparison theory, which uh, started around the 1950s. It's basically describing that people make comparisons with other human beings especially in the absence of very solid um, like benchmarks. So if like, so let me try and explain this. So if I am a young girl and I'm trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what somebody who I'm attracted to might like, what I should look like, it's natural that I'm going to compare myself to other people who have a lot of social recognition and have gotten a lot of positive reinforcement from looking a certain way and modeling themselves a certain way. And so it's only natural that I, as a human being who also wants positive reinforcement and also wants to know where I am in the social sphere compared to everyone else, that I would try and model that that behavior that's already gained recognition. So when the Kardashians are constantly posting edited images, 
even though they've had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of plastic surgery, which they also don't admit to, um, they it, it really sends the message that even if you look like this, it won't be enough. And it sets up a standard where quote unquote normal people who don't have a following still feel like they have to fit that standard of the Kardashians in order to succeed because that is our social, how our social sphere is set up currently. Um, And it's, it's really not a secret to anybody, especially in the advertising industry that um, these insecurities are marketed to people. And every time the Kardashians comes on like a Kardashian comes on with flawless skin um really big lips like with lipstick you want to look like them because you have it's natural that people compare themselves to other people especially in higher positions so you're motivated to buy things so that you can look like them and that's really at the crux of it um you know Kim Kardashian or the Kardashians got sued for millions of dollars for hawking a diet pill that had completely no background in science and was ineffective. Um, and it's, so while they're maybe, I mean, they still sound like the fit tea lollipops and stuff. So while they're maybe not as explicit with how they're making you insecure, they're still doing it very implicitly by sending you those small messages through every edit. Um, And again, it is the advertising industry. That is a huge component to this. That is how products are sold is through sex and women. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's really, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. No, go ahead. (laughs) I was gonna say, it's really interesting because I, I was watching Scream the other day, an older, like, 90s, early 2000 movie. And I'm watching these, obviously, 22 to 25-year-olds act like teenagers. And I remember being that old and thinking that that's how I should look as a teenager, right? But then when you're in your 20s, you look at teenagers and think, I'm old, I should look younger. And it's, you can't win either way. Yeah. Either way, your mind is fucked. You're either too young and you're not developed correctly, which is ridiculous, or you're too old and now you have wrinkles and now you're not attractive anymore. And it's, it just really messes with our head. Even now, when I look at filters, I don't have pores on filters. And then when I take them off, I have pores, obviously, because I'm a human, but it really fucks with my head because now I have imperfect skin. But perfect skin is actually something that's unattainable. It's not ever going to be that way, no matter how many facials or lasers or peels or whatever I get. I'm going to have pores. I'm going to have spots on my face because that's just how my face is. So it's, I don't know. I'd love to know your thoughts on like filters and um, images like that that people use in order to make themselves feel better or how companies really market towards filters because. What's the purpose of that? Like Snapchat, Instagram, everything has filters now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally know what you mean. Um, and a really important 
piece of that is like, yeah, when you're a teenager, you want to look older. When you're older, you want to look younger. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, products come into play with, with that entire discussion and buying things. I like to think about filters like it's it's a way for people to put themselves out there without actually having to do so. Um, but in a way that's like, I'm obviously wearing makeup right now. Right. Um, and that is also to some degree, you know, a, a performance of myself, but I, the danger comes when you can't recognize that it's a filter. So we went from like Snapchat in 2016, where everybody was wearing a puppy dog on their face, you know, that was the precursor to being able to change how you look in public and being able to post what you want without having to look like yourself. And we've moved from that to the very subtle, like feature changes Yes, that really, really, really negatively impacts people. And something I like to talk about when I talk about that is plastic surgery. So something, there's a new phrase that's sort of being coined right now called Snapchat dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. And that's related to body dysmorphia in that um, somebody who has Snapchat dysmorphia, it's not an actual diagnostic term. Um, they feel extremely compelled to edit every single picture that they post online and they don't feel confident if they haven't edited their photo. And what that does is it makes people feel like they can't live up to their own expectations, not even society's expectations, but they can't even live up to the pictures of themselves. And this really motivates a lot of people to get plastic surgery. So plastic surgery rates are going up at the same time social media use is going up. And something that happens a lot with people who get botched by plastic surgery is this filter phenomena where people are coming into plastic surgery offices with filters of themselves and saying, I want to look like this, like Mm -hmm. how I do with this filter. I want that to be real life. And that cannot actually be achieved for the most part because again, people have pores, like you were saying, and this leads a lot of people who also have body dysmorphia to seek out plastic surgery, to look like their filters. They can't do it. So they come back in, get more procedures and more procedures. And that's how you end up with people who look botched pretty much. And the mental health aspect of plastic surgery also really needs to be addressed in my opinion, because there's a lot of people who are insecure and get plastic surgery. And while that is absolutely a tool that people should be free to use, if they really feel like they are unable to live their life without changing something, and it's taking a serious toll on their overall well-being. However, Um, I just want people to be able to make that choice freely. So make that choice where they're doing something to change something about themselves that's making them more confident for them instead of doing something to make themselves less insecure because of the societal beauty standards, which again comes from Photoshopped images. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, 
think that we've ever had this accessibility of, of photoshopping our own images, right? Making them look however we want to make them look. I have never been insecure about my nose. It's always been a feature that I actually like of myself. But let me tell you, when I see that filter and it just makes my nose just a little smaller, just a little perkier, I'm like, oh, shit. What's wrong with my nose? You know what? Maybe just, that just made me realize. I mean, I know this is everything we've been talking about, but it's like you wonder, like, who is behind these filters? Because it's literally like a sales it's a sales thing. It's kind of like when it's like, oh, just try, just try this lipstick. Just like try the shade. Just you don't have to buy it. Just see how it looks. Or just take a bite of this thing. You know, take a bite of it. You don't have to buy it. It's free in in um where the hell? Costco, right? Take a bite. Well, they do that because they know you're gonna buy it if you like you got a taste, you're gonna like it, you're gonna buy it, right? It's the same thing. It's like, oh, just try on the filter. Like, just try on the filter. And it's like you said, Ambie, you've never been insecure before, but suddenly you're like, oh, that does look a little better. Okay. My you- lips might look a little bit better, a little fuller. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy because I've seen botched lip fillers. It's not cute, it's not great. So for me, it's not worth the risk of it. But my lip would look good a little bit fuller. Like in my head, I'm like, dang, okay, so can I achieve this without plastic surgery? But it's still fucking with my head. It's still making me feel like I have to fit into this box in order to be pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Something that I like to talk about also, um, I haven't brought this up on TikTok yet, but I should, is the first ever Photoshopped image was of a topless woman. You can't see her face. So she's basically a headless topless woman. She's called Jennifer in Paradise. It was the creator of Photoshop's wife. Um, And he left that image on every single computer that he put Photoshop on. So he would often come back and find that the um, men had copied his wife or morphed her in some way. So that really set the, the groundwork for what this was going to be used for, in my opinion. Um, so, and as you were talking about before, we haven't had this access to just change yourself in a way like you would see in the magazines in the early days. Like when I was growing up, I was only seeing Photoshop stuff on TV or in a magazine, a physical magazine. And obviously as a kid, it's still hard to parse out reality from fiction in that way, but it was easier because it was like on a magazine, it was an official thing, but now everybody has access to it. And it makes it so that everybody is constantly not able to match up to everyone else. You constantly, because of social comparison theory, are measuring yourself against other people to see where you fit in. And if you don't fit in in that way, that is being seen and regarded as the way to fit in, you are gonna be left feeling like you can't match up. You are going to have profound, sometimes, um, body image issues. You might develop an eating disorder, which is next to opiate overdoses, the most lethal mental disorder of them all. And I think that is not talked about enough either, is that these, you know, people comment on my TikToks and they say, why do you care? Like, this doesn't affect anybody. Why do you care? And I'm like, people are dying because they don't like how they look. 
Yeah. They're literally dying and getting plastic surgery in unsafe circumstances yeah. to change how they look. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And I feel like this, what you're talking about is so powerful because there are so many women and men, but, but mostly women, cause we're just on that topic right now that have eating disorders or have had eating disorders because they're trying to be a perfect image. I mean, it goes like, it's something as little and minute as we don't have fucking pockets in our pants because that'll make our hips look too big. What the fuck is that? Like, that's actually insane that we, we can't carry things and have an actual utility that will help us because we don't want to look imperfect. Like it just blows my mind of how the different clothing companies proposition. What do you have to buy instead of pockets? Right. Purse. Yes. You have to buy a purse. It's more feminine. It's cute. And then it costs more money. It's just, it's actually crazy. And I remember thinking like when I was 90, I was 89 pounds dressing in children's clothing in my thirties, thinking I was fat. That's insane. I, I want to also, um, Sophie, just to like highlight what Ambie is saying, just emphasize, and maybe you can talk about this a little bit, but just to emphasize for people who don't know this is possible, if you see it, I think there's a lot of people who still think, oh, you can only Photoshop an image. Like if it's an image, that's when you can do the morphing and stuff. No, no, like there are full on apps that allow you to, and you have content on this on TikTok that you showcase it using yourself as an example, but you can very easily edit your whole body in a video and it looks 100% real, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The technology has gotten so um, perfect at this point, not perfect, but close to perfect that you can pay $3 and look like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And you can make an entire empire on social media off of not looking anything like yourself. And that's bizarre. And it's scary. I saw really sad. I saw someone on TikTok crying because they were like, I just found out that the fitness influencer I've been following for six months and been trying to look like for six months and been following all her tips for six months. Um, like either has been, I forget if it was editing her pictures or got like plastic surgery like a long time ago to look like. And it's it's the heartbreak of that realization that, oh my God, like I've been fooled basically. Um, and I, th- there's something I wanted to say real quick, which just before I forget it, because there's so many thoughts coming into my head, but I heard an interview with Deepak Chopra yesterday. Do you guys know who Deepak Chopra is? He's like a spiritual teacher. He's an author. He's, anyway. He said something uh, which was, in today's world, um, people are sacrificing their selves for the selfie. And I just, it just hit me because I'm like, that's so true. And what that means to me is like, you're sacrificing the uniqueness of who you are and how you look to become this like, like we talked about, being in the box and this cookie cutter filter thing where everyone is starting to like look the same because we think that the selfie is worth more than our uniqueness and our essence. And I think that that is the, that is this, the true danger, right? That's obviously what we're talking about here. And I'm wondering, 
Sophie, since you, you know, think about this a lot and learn a lot about this and obviously are very educated on this, what do you think is the way out? <laughs> Good question. Um, what is the, I, I honestly don't know. Um, so there is some data to suggest that pages like Instagram reality, uh, Instagram versus reality, like those kinds of pages or sort of like what I do on TikTok really help people and leave people feeling much better after they view those kinds of things. Um, honestly, we need to have way more laws surrounding this. In Norway, for example, they just passed a law where any influencer who has altered their image has to market. Um, I'm not 100% sure how much is how much that's going to do because it's still making it very clear what the standard is, even though, you know, that person hasn't achieved it, it's still translating what they're trying to get and, um, what you should be emulating still. So I, I, I honestly don't know. And I wish I did really, I really wish I did. Um, it's, it's just, it's so sad. People, people really just need education. Honestly, that's, that's the only thing. Um, and I think like, I love when I see people making videos like Instagram versus reality. I love those. And that's also why I started doing that, this like TikTok stuff, because I was following those pages on Instagram and I was like, what? <laughs> like people that I had just been peripherally aware of. And I was like, oh damn, like they have such a nice body. I was like, what? Like they don't look like that? excuse me like it's so shocking even as like an adult person you're just like what's happening and our brains haven't caught up to our technology so what you see is what you believe pretty much Mm -hmm. one one of the things you just reminded me of was you know tana mojo like on uh, she's like one of the biggest tiktok people or just social media influencers I'll just never forget how when I don't know if you guys remember the whole thing that happened this um earlier this year with with um you know like even the prop and being the paparazzi team Bryce on God like that whole thing that happened right where everyone it was at the um like the what do you call it it was before the big fight the social media fight and um she was there like supporting Bryce Hall and this whole thing happened and the paparazzi came up to her and she kind of had her back to the paparazzi. And um, all of a sudden, everyone started making these TikToks showing like, wait a minute, this is Tana? And they like showed her in the paparazzi video and then they showed her in like the, the photos and videos she puts out, which are like that she has this amazing ass and like she, you know, she's, they wanted her body and they were like, hold on a second, something's different here. And then, which I thought was good to, be, to question it and be like, what, what's up? Okay. And then Tana was like, <laughs> she said, oh my God, like I'm, don't worry, going to get ass injections right now, swear to God. And like ran out and got ass injections legit. And I was like, like on one hand, good for you, Tana, for like you can roll with the punches. Okay, cool. Because I would be freaking mortified. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But then I'm like, what does that, that is the worst standard. That is the worst example possible to set. 
is like, oh my God, I'm mortified that you guys saw that I'm not perfect. So let me go get, let me go pay to be perfect. (sighs) Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible, really. Like, that's again, it's like plastic surgery can be a very, very useful tool for somebody who is, has such a poor quality of life, Yeah. but it also has the, the ability to just be completely, completely detrimental to people's mental and physical health. You know, it only takes something like three days to be able to become a lip injector in some states. What? Um, yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, that sealed the deal for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. never. No, and like you can literally go blind from getting lip injections. It's very rare, but you can go rare, blind. Yeah, what? you have like an artery or something. I don't know what it's called. No, but it connects to your lips. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy, and that also brings in another thing. You know, Tana Mojo is obviously extremely wealthy now, but what message does that send to somebody who is struggling to make ends meet? And then might have to take, I saw someone on TikTok who was like, I took out a loan from the bank to get my ass done. Yeah. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what, why? Like, what? Because you believe yeah. that's the only way you'll get love and approval. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's the, also the problem, you know, people don't, can't afford to do these things, but it's becoming so socially normalized that you're just expected to. I have never seen so many like people with a BBL that I have in the last year on TikTok. Yep. It's crazy. Same. And it also extends to other stuff, you know. I've never seen so many people with hair extensions, like teenage girls. Yeah. yeah. It just, like, wasn't a thing when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, you just – nobody just had them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't just, like, a thing. And now it's just, like, a thing. It's it's very – I, I barely just, made it, like, getting the right clothes. I, di- I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't, like, get – the cool thing like I tried and I barely I didn't make it honestly I always did it like after the trend like (laughs) unintentionally and I was like damn just missed that one (laughs) but like my hair my hair was something that I constantly got teased on constantly and I still like straighten it or curl it like it's never just down and so today I thought like what an appropriate yeah. And you have Thanks. the most beautiful yeah. hair too, which is insane. Ambie says this all the time, like, no, no. Every time your hair is natural, everyone's like, that's your hair? That's amazing. And she still has this like complex in her head that it's not okay. And yeah. it's, oh, I'm getting anxious. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's not the point. The point is, but I think we all have, going back into like ass implants or butt injections or whatever, I think the other thing to think about is your body composition. Like we're not all built to have the same butt. We're not all built to have a flat stomach. We're not all built to have big boobs. Like the way that our bodies are, depending upon our diet, our level of activity, our genetics is going to be different. So trying to attain the same body is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also where Photoshop comes in a lot. It's really people of all sizes photoshopping their pictures to look like an hourglass. There are very thin people doing that. Um, 
bigger people who are doing that. It's 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 affects everybody in a, this in a very similar way, and. Yeah, it, it's really troubling. I can't imagine being 15 right now and like yeah. posting, having just something on like on TikTok that could just instantly change my appearance for the better. Yeah. Just like at my fingertips 24 7. Yeah. Yeah. I remember these girls in my high school that got boob, uh, boob jobs, two of them. And God, I wanted a boob job so badly. I was like, how are they getting this? It was their graduation gift from high school. And my mom was like, no fucking way. And I was like, please. I remember begging her and she was just like, no, we're not, we're not going down that road. But it goes into that like insanity because at the time it was like a tiny waist and big boobs. That was the big thing. Right. And now breast implants could kill you. So. Well, I think it's the, that thing of like, you always have to cook. I forget who said this, but someone said this about the Kardashians or about Kylie, about how like they've created the standard of beauty that not even they can compete with. Like they can't even, or they can't even live up to it. Like can't achieve it. It's, it's, and it's, it's sad. I, I, I think that's why what I think is really powerful is seeing examples of people who are like, yep, this is it right here, this natural thing. And uh, this is awesome. And like being brave enough to put your true self out there unedited. Because when people can see that, they can say, oh my God, okay, hold on. There is another way. There is another possibility here. But I think it takes more people setting that, being brave enough to set that example and say like, this is what it is. Um, so that the young, just other people and younger generations in particular can see you don't have to go this one route, which is so exhausting, number one, and so overwhelming because, again, you're like, not only do I have to change my whole self and I'm not okay as I am, but like you said, I, I'm going to have to go into debt over this. Like, how am I going to afford this? Like, when I was yeah. a kid, I was thinking about how am I going to afford, you know, gas, or how am I going to afford, you know, I don't know, going to the movies or whatever it was I wanted to do. But now it's like, how am I going to afford to look appropriate and get these like surgeries, which is just insane. So um, Sophie, this has been just an incredible conversation. There's so many people watching on Facebook and chiming in about how important this is. And obviously it's a really relevant topic that people need to be thinking about and paying attention to. And just thank you so much for coming on here and sharing so much of what you know, especially with the data to back it up. Cause I think, like you said, that's really important and not a lot of us know the data. So it's really great when someone does know and have that to back it up and, um, just thank you for coming on and, and sharing about that. It's It's been awesome to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this platform to talk a little bit more about this. Um, if anybody wants to find out more about this, you can check out my TikTok. I'm at residual data. Um, yeah. Thank you again so much. Yeah, we'll put your TikTok link in the show notes of this episode. So you guys, when you're listening to this, if you want to go follow Sophie on TikTok, just go to the show notes, click on the link, and it'll take you right to her profile. And make sure you follow her and like all of her content because the more that you interact with her content, the more that you like her stuff and share it, the more people are going to see it. And it's obviously a really important message. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sophie. Anything else you feel called to share before we sign off? 
Um, definitely just if you're having struggles with your, your image, um, there's a lot of Instagram pages you can follow to sort of just demystify the illusion of social media. Um, problematic fame is one you can start there. Um, there's also some Reddit pages. So there's a lot of resources that you can use. Um, also you can definitely reach out to me in my DMS if you want any resources. So definitely feel free to do that. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. We love you so very much. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.